Hey guys, ECRG here. Today we're going to be talking about a question I got from somebody who listens to the podcast or the YouTube channel. I think they said the YouTube channel. But anyway, they asked me a question. I'm a UK national and I want to eventually move to the USA to become a CRA. And they wanted to get my thoughts on how to go about doing that and if that's a good idea, bad idea. So I'm going to read the question here in a second. But the first thing I want to tell you guys about is obviously the resume review program. We've got that going on. But also, if you're interested in your question being answered, you can email me, eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com. And if it's a good one or one that I haven't answered before, I will do a video on it and then give you a response in your in your email. So I'll literally respond to it via email and do a video on it. Usually the video will be a lot more in depth than I respond in the email just because it's a lot easier to talk and expand on points for me through voice than it is in an email. But anyway, we've got that. We've got the resume review program going on. And if you're interested in any type of interview preparation, I do have that as well. So let's go ahead and get into this question. This person writes in, Dear ECRG, I'm a UK national working as a clinical trials assistant for the National Health Service. After I get enough experience, let's say two to three years, I want to move to the USA to work hopefully as a CRA and develop my CRA career path there. I was hoping you would do a short episode on the amount of foreign employees and CROs in the US and if CROs in the US like or dislike hiring foreigners, pros and cons, etc. By the way, your podcast has given me so much amazing detailed advice, which career advisors, schools, universities, etc. should should be providing. Uh, You're definitely helping out a lot of people and make excellent content. Many thanks. So thank you so much. I'm not going to say this person's name because I'm sure they want to be anonymous, but thank you so much for those nice comments. And I love doing these question and answers. I love uh, making content for you guys. So thank you guys so much for supporting me. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into the nature of this. So they, they're a clinical trial assistant now, this person is, and usually that is a prerequisite for uh, becoming a CRA. It's one of the prerequisites. Um, it's not my favorite. Uh, as you guys have known, I've, I've talked about in the past, my favorite probably, you, you've got to kind of eat a lot of shit to do this and you kind of got to get lucky, but the best is the study coordinator route. You're going to build the best foundation knowledge-wise. I think the easiest route to go is in through in-house CRA, but I think the best for you holistically, long-term, and knowledge-wise is through the study coordinator route, and that is really because you are the yin and yang of the CRA as a study coordinator. You are, you know, basically literally the opposite of the CRA. You are handling all of the source documents. Uh, you understand how things are supposed to go. You know how to follow the protocol. You know how to read the protocol. You know the different sections of the protocol. Um, you know SAEs, you know protocol deviations, you know AEs in depth. So I think that's the best position. And you and study coordinators by far make the best CRAs by far. The next best is in-house CRA, which is going to be a lot more common, I think, because uh, CROs and pharma companies hire more of those. And they tend to make a little bit more money earlier on in the path. Uh, and you're already in. You're already in the company. You just got to switch over to the CRA role. When you're a study coordinator, you've kind of got to 
um, you know, you got to change companies and change levels. So you got to go from the site level to the CRO level or from the site level to the pharma level when it's a lot easier to stay at that same level you're at. Um, so basically my advice for you is to not move to the USA until you're a CRA already. And that's because it is so hard for people that are uh, CTAs already to become a CRA. And really the only way to do it is through a training program. But luckily for you in the UK, there are CRAs there. So they have gotten there somehow. Um, if not in the UK, there's CRAs in Ireland. There's CRAs all over the world. It's not just, it's, it's not just a uh, USA thing. I don't think a lot of people realize that, but there are CRAs in every country in the world that there's clinical research. You know, you name it, India, Japan, China, uh, Mexico. You've got clinical research all over the world and there are CRAs there. So since you live in the UK, my best advice is to become a CRA there. And you may not become one through the NHS, the National Health Service. You may have to stop working there and work for a pharma company or you may have to work for a CRO. Trust me, they all have operations in the UK. You're just gonna have to do a little bit of research there. I know for a fact, because uh, I know some CRAs that work in the UK. Um, now I would recommend, if you don't know how to go about doing that, go on LinkedIn, look up people who are CRAs in the UK, and cold message them. They would be happy to talk to you about some career advice, I'm sure, about how they got into being a CRA. And you've got to remember, you know, a few years ago, it was a lot different. It was a lot easier to become a CRA in many ways. I know people who were, you know, working as a CTA for a year, maybe a study coordinator for six months. They were literally being pushed out the door to become CRAs. They were just being begged to be CRAs. Now that's not the case. Uh, they pretty much stopped that and they really want people with, you know, some experience already under their belt. And it's, it's kind of it's a lot harder to become a CRA now. Uh, one of the best ways is through a training program that a CRO may offer or a pharma company may offer to get in as a CRA level one. And that's really the best way to go about it. I've done videos on that before, and I'll probably do another video uh, heading into 2019, um, in the beginning of 2019, on how to get your foot in the door in clinical research and how to be a CRA, all that stuff, because um, the tactics change a little bit. But... Now is as good a time as any to begin looking for CRA roles. Uh, you didn't say how much experience you have, so I'm assuming this is your first year. You said after you get two to three years, you want to be a CRA. I say start looking now. Um, you don't want to overplay your hand, but you definitely want to start understanding the process and understand how you get to be that. I do not recommend that you come over to the USA if you want to be a CRA uh, without being a CRA already just because it's gonna be that much harder for you to become a CRA. Uh, you asked about the, for, the foreign, how do they hire foreign employees? Well, CROs usually have operations in these countries already, so they don't really need to hire foreign employees because they can hire someone in the UK, for example. You can get hired right there working for a CRO in the UK um, or a pharma company. They all have operations there. Or if you really, if you really want to be a CRA in the USA, I'd recommend you become a CRA for that company first in the UK, handle all the immigration stuff behind the scenes, and transfer with that company to being a CRA in the USA. That's how I would recommend doing it if you just had to be a CRA in the USA. But 
I would, if it was me, I would not be a CRA in the USA. I would try and stay in the country that I'm in and climb up that that ladder there and be a CRA there. Uh, Obviously, there may be a little bit more opportunity in the USA, but there should be plenty of opportunity in the UK. There are plenty of pharma companies that have operations there, and there's plenty of CROs that have operations there. You've got to kind of do your research, go on Indeed, uh, compile a list if you have to of the different countries, I mean, of the different companies that have operations in the UK. That's what I would do. Um, so, yeah, that, that's 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 honestly what I would do. Immigration stuff is really, really hard. I get questions like that all the time on the immigration stuff. And, you know, I'm not going to really get racial too much on this this podcast, but in the USA, it's a lot easier to make that transition if you're of higher income from the country you're coming from. Um, if you are of lighter skin tone, so I mean, if you are, I'm just gonna say it white, it's a lot easier to be uh, coming to the country than if you are like a poor person from India. Uh, and that's unfortunate, but that's just how it is right now. Um, hopefully, you know, that, that changes in the future, but I, I would not recommend it for everyone. Um, definitely not for everyone to come over to the USA to become, to get into clinical research. I would most recommend you get to the point you want to. So if you want to be a CRA, do it in that country and then try and transfer over. Uh, there are a lot of different visas. I know if you're, a, if you have certain education level, it's a lot, it's easier to get a work visa in the United States. Like if you have a PhD or some type of graduate training, it can be easier. But uh, for the for the most part, I think the best way to do it is through your company if you can, and you definitely want to be a CRA, um, and do it like that if you can. So that's my that's my words of advice. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And if, if you have any other questions, email me eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com. Take care.